नमस्कार अवॉम वेलकम टू वर्ल्ड न्यूज एंड इंडियन परस्पेक्टिव ऑन ऑल इंडिया रेडियो दिस इज अभिनीत शुक्ला एंड विद मी इज आर एस रघु ब्रिंगिंग ग्लिम्सेस ऑफ द मेजर डेवलपमेंट्स ऑफ द डे फ्रॉम अक्रॉस द ग्लोब ओवर द नेक्स्ट हाफ एन आवर वी शेल ब्रिंग यू द लेटेस्ट फ्रॉम द वर्ल्ड ऑफ पॉलिटिक्स इकोनॉमी स्पोर्ट्स एंटरटेनमेंट एंड मोर द हेडलाइंस इंडियाज नेशनल कोविड रिकवरी रेट इम्प्रूव्स टू over 24 crore doses of covid-19 vaccines administered in the country so far European Parliament approves the EU digital covid-19 vaccine certificates for facilitating travel within bloc External Affairs Minister of India Dr S Jayashankar meets Qatar's National Security Advisor Mohammed bin Ahmed Al Masnad US President Joe Biden embarks on visit to Europe Indian Institute of Science Bengaluru ranked top research university in the world In the QS World University Rankings 2022, three Indian universities make the top 200 rankings. And in French Open tennis, Rafael Nadal marches into the semi-final of the men's singles. As many states are relaxing lockdown norms, we advise our listeners not to lower their guard as the COVID-19 pandemic remains a threat to our health. Please stay at home unless it is essential to go out. and continue to follow the four simple steps wear a face mask maintain 2 gaz ki doori for social distancing focus on hand and face hygiene and get vaccinated for any covid related information and guidance contact national helpline numbers 011-2397-8046 and 1075 and now the news in detail India's national covid recovery rate has improved to 94.55% on Wednesday. The health ministry informed that the country reported 92,596 new covid-19 cases in the last 24 hours. During the same period over 1.62 lakh people recovered. Till now over 2.75 crore people have been discharged. The country now has over 12.31 lakh active cases. In the last 24 hours 2219 deaths were reported taking the death toll in the pandemic to 353528 on the vaccination front india has crossed a major landmark with more than 24 crore covid vaccine doses administered so far the union health ministry said more than 31 lakh 31000 vaccine doses were administered till 7 pm wednesday out of these more than 28 lakh 37000 beneficiaries were vaccinated for the first dose and more than 294000 beneficiaries received the second dose of the vaccine the country had launched the world's largest vaccination drive on the 16th of january this year the indian air force has contributed immensely in the fight against covid-19 in the second wave iaf began operations for covid relief on 16th april this year talking to air news iaf pro wing commander ashish moge said The IAF has trained its crew to keep themselves safe from COVID-19. More de- details in this report. The Indian Air Force has undertaken 1840s till date and has flown almost 3600 hours for the COVID relief. More than 14900 metric tons of load was airlifted which includes oxygen containers, oxygen tankers, cylinders and concentrators and other medical equipments from within the country as well as abroad. IAF PRO Wing Commander Ashish Moge says more than 42 transport aircrafts were used for the purpose and the helicopters too were deployed as and when required. the indian air force has adapted itself to this new situation and trained its crew to keep themselves safe from covid-19 
procedures have been improvised and new methods adopted to enable this. It is important to note that the Indian Air Force has not compromised with operational preparedness even during the pandemic and has also provided relief during the two cyclones which have hit the Indian subcontinent. Indian Air Force was praised by the Prime Minister Modi for their service. In a tweet, the PM had written that Jal, Thal and Nab, the armed forces have left no stone unturned in the fight against COVID-19. In the first wave too, the Indian Air Force had pitched in to supply essentials throughout the country. This is Diksha Saxena for AIR News, Delhi. Now let us take a look at the coronavirus updates from around the world. The European Union Parliament has given its final nod to the EU COVID vaccine certificates on Wednesday. The members of the European Parliament's MEPs plenary meeting was held on Tuesday. The MEPs completed the legislative work on the certificates which intend to recover restriction-free travel within the bloc. The EU-wide scheme for travel within the bloc, also known as Immunity Pass or Health Pass, officially starts on July 1st. The certificate will show vaccination status, negative tests and prior diagnosis. The EU has said that holders should in principle be exempted from free movement restrictions and asked that member states refrain from imposing additional restrictions on holders unless they are necessary and proportionate to safeguard public health, for example, if a new variant causes concern. Meanwhile, France entered its third and penultimate phase of easing COVID-19 restrictions on Wednesday. The nationwide curfew in effect across France is pushed back from 9pm to 11pm. The easing of restrictions comes as indicators continue to show the country's rate of infection subsiding. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, has eased travel recommendations for more than 110 countries and territories. The countries include Japan ahead of the Olympics. The CDC's new ratings include 61 nations that were lowered from its highest level 4 rating. The rating now recommends travel for fully vaccinated individuals. The CDC said the change came after it revised its criteria for travel health notices. Celebrities are urging the G7 countries to pledge some of their coronavirus vaccines to poorer countries ahead of the G7 summit in Cornwall in England this weekend. Nearly 30 celebrities, including actors Liam Neeson, Orlando Bloom, Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Whoopi Goldberg and football star David Beckham made the appeal in an open letter. Meanwhile, in Bangladesh, the COVID-19 infection continued to show an upward trend in Bangladesh as 2,537 new corona-positive cases were detected in the country on Wednesday. This is the highest number of cases in a single day since April 28th. This is All India Radio giving you the world news. Three steps to stay protected and stay safe from COVID-19. Wear face mask, do gaz ki duri to maintain social distancing, maintain hand and face hygiene. Welcome back to the World News. External Affairs Minister Dr. S. Shankar on Wednesday met Qatari National Security Advisor Mohammed bin Ahmed Al Masnet. In a tweet, Dr. Shankar appreciated his insights on developments in the region and beyond. He thanked Qatar's NSA for the support and solidarity in India's fight against COVID. Dr. S. Shankar also had discussions with 
Federal Councillor of Switzerland, Inazio Cassis. He appreciated the increased supplies of tocilizumab from Switzerland. They also discussed bilateral cooperation. Dr. Deshankar also had a conversation with his Lithuanian counterpart, Gabrielius Landsbergis. They discussed regional and global developments, including the Indo-Pacific. They also exchanged perspectives on the COVID challenge. Dr. S. Jashankar is on a three-day visit to Kuwait from Wednesday. During the visit, he will hold high-level meetings and also address the Indian community in Kuwait. The year 2021-22 marks the 60th anniversary of establishment of diplomatic relations between India and Kuwait. In recent weeks, the government of Kuwait has been in the forefront to ensure reliable supply of liquid medical oxygen to India to help in its fight against the COVID-19 pandemic. U.S. President Joe Biden commenced his first foreign visit of his presidency on Wednesday. Mr. Biden will have a meeting with British Prime Minister Boris Johnson on Thursday in Cornwall. After his meeting with the British Prime Minister, Mr. Biden will attend the G7 summit scheduled to start on Friday. Following the G7 summit, President Biden is expected to shore up alliances by meeting the NATO leaders. The visit is expected to culminate with Mr. Biden's first face-to-face -face meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The two leaders are to meet in Geneva. The immediate challenges of boosting vaccine donations to poorer regions and reinvigorating post-pandemic economies loom large over the visits. Other issues, such as the continuing U.S.-European friction over the Nord Stream 2 pipeline being built to bring gas from Russia to Germany under the Baltic Sea, also foreground this visit. Meanwhile, U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris concluded her visit to Mexico on Tuesday. Ms. Harris was on a visit to Mexico and earlier to Guatemala to shore up the Biden administration's immigration policy and tackle illegal immigration. Ms. Harris reportedly defended her decision not to visit the U.S.-Mexico border as part of the visit. Israel justified its airstrike of building in Gaza that housed the Associated Press AP news agency and Al Jazeera, a Qatari television network, on Tuesday. The high-rise building was bombed on May 15th as the conflict between Israel and Hamas escalated. Its destruction had sparked international outrage. At the time, Israel said that Hamas's military intelligence services were using the building. On Tuesday, Israeli ambassador to the United States and United Nations, Yilad Ardan, offered more details, saying that the unit was developing an electronic jamming system to be used against the Iron Dome. Iron Dome is Israel's anti-missile defense system. In a tweet, Israel's ambassador to the U.S. said that he visited the Associated Press headquarters in New York to explain to the top executives the bombing of the building housing the Gaza operation. He tweeted that it was being used by Hamas terrorists trying to jam the Iron Dome and therefore was prioritized in last month's operations. Meanwhile, U.S. President Joe Biden applauded the passage of the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act in the Senate on Tuesday. In a statement from the White House, Mr. Biden said that the development can lay the foundation for the next generation of American jobs and American leadership in manufacturing and technology. The legislation is intended to boost the country's ability to compete with Chinese technology according to the reports. The U.S. Senate voted 68-32 in favor of the legislation on Tuesday. The measure authorizes about $190 billion for provisions to strengthen U.S. technology and research. 
It would separately approve spending $54 billion to increase U.S. production and research into semiconductors and telecommunications equipment. The package includes funds dedicated to chips used by automakers. China's parliament has reportedly expressed strong indignation and resolute opposition to the bill. In another development, Mr. Biden said that the United States welcomes foreign investment. In a statement on the unveiling the open investment policy of the United States, Mr. Biden said that it is a pledge to treat all investors fairly and equitably under the law. United Nations war crimes judges on Tuesday upheld a genocide conviction and life sentence against former Bosnian Serb Army Chief Ratko Mladic, confirming his central role in Europe's worst atrocities since World War II. 79-year-old Mladic led Bosnian Serb forces during Bosnia's 1992-95 war. The UN tribunal in The Hague rejected the former general's appeal against his convictions in 2017 on charges of genocide, crimes against humanity and war crimes, including killing more than 8,000 Muslim men and boys in the Bosnian town of Srebrenica in 1995. He was arrested in 2011 after 16 years on the run. This decision ends the last major Balkan war crimes trial before a United Nations court. More than 100,000 people were killed and over 2 million displaced during the conflict as Yugoslavia fell apart. He was found not guilty on one charge of genocide but received a guilty verdict on each of the other 10 counts. The UN Special Rapporteur on Human Rights in Myanmar has warned of mass deaths from starvation and disease as fighting continues between rebel groups and Janta forces in the country. Clashes have escalated in Kaya State near the Thailand border in the recent weeks. UN's Special Rapporteur Tom Andrews in a statement called for immediate action to avoid a massive loss of life in the Kaya State. In the statement, Mr. Andrews condemned the military Janta's indiscriminate attacks against the civilian population in Myanmar. Police in France have made two arrests after the French president was slapped in the face by a man on Tuesday. In a widely circulated video, a man in the crowd is seen slapping Mr. Macron during a walkabout session in France's Drome region. French Prime Minister Jean Castex condemned the incident as an affront to democracy. Thousands of protesting students held a school principal hostage over fears their degrees would be devalued, Chinese police said on Tuesday. The protests were over a plan to merge a Nanjing college in Jiangsu province with a vocational institute which are seen as less prestigious. A video on Twitter showed thousands of chanting undergraduates surrounded by officers outside as police chased after them and dragged individuals out of the crowd. U.S. and Australian authorities hacked into an app used by criminals to read millions of encrypted messages, leading to hundreds of arrests of suspected organized crime figures in 18 countries. Operation Ironside by Australian police and the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation ensnared suspects in Australia, Asia, South America and the Middle East involved in the global narcotics trade. Australia said it had arrested 224 people, including members of outlawed motorcycle gangs, while New Zealand said it had detained 35 people. The operation, which was conceived by Australian police and the FBI in 2018, saw officials in the United States take control of the ANOM messaging app, which is popular with organized crime networks. 
The World Bank has predicted a GDP growth rate of 5.1% for Bangladesh in the financial year 2021-22 starting July this year. In its latest report on the global economic outlook, the World Bank noted that Bangladesh's economy grew at 3.6% in the current financial year. The report says that the pandemic is expected to leave a legacy of higher poverty in the South Asian region where tens of millions of people are anticipated to fall below the US dollar 1.90 per day extreme poverty levels this year. The UK on Tuesday became the first major economy to push forward plans to make pension schemes mitigate the risks of climate change. The new regulations outline how pension schemes trustees will in future be required to assess and publicly report on the risks of climate change to their investments. The Sensex and the Nifty today fell more than a half a percent amid mixed global queues. The Sensex closed below the 52,000 mark while the Nifty settled below the 15,700 level. The rupee depreciated 9 paise against the US currency and Brent crude prices extended gains to trade near $72 per barrel. A report from the business world. The Sensex of the Bombay Stock Exchange slipped 53 points or 0.10% to finish at 52,276. The Nifty at the National Stock Exchange also fell 12 points or 0.07% to close at 15,740. In global equity markets, Asian stocks sparred early gains to close with losses. China's Shanghai Composite Index declined half a percent and Singapore's Straight Times fell 0.3%. Japan's Nikkei 225 ended 0.2% down and South Korea's Kospi slipped 0.1% while Hong Kong's Hang Seng closed flat. European shares were trading up in intraday trade. Oil prices extended losses on profit-taking and a stronger U.S. dollar. In intraday trade, Brent crude prices were trading around $70.80 per barrel. Back home, gold prices added 70 rupees at multi-commodity exchange for August contracts. The precious metal rose even as gold prices fell marginally in the international bullion markets. Gold was trading at 49,210 rupees per 10 grams. Silver prices, on the other hand, declined 250 rupees to trade at 71,570 rupees per kilogram for July contracts when reports last came in. And in the forex market, the rupee weakened 8 paise to finish at 72 rupees and 89 paise against the US dollar. Rajesh Lake for World News, All India Radio. El Salvador has become the first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. President Naib Bukele proposed the bill last week to embrace the cryptocurrency. 62 lawmakers voted in favor of the bill out of 84 votes cast. Mr. Bukele has touted the use of Bitcoin for its potential to help Salvadorans living abroad send remittances back home. He said the US dollar will also continue as legal tender. Shortly before the vote, he tweeted that Bitcoin will bring financial inclusion, investment, tourism, innovation and economic development for the country. He added that its use will be optional and would not bring risks to users. In Sports Roundup, All India Radio brings you the latest news updates from the world of sports throughout the day. And as we come down to the Tokyo Olympic, we profile some of the promising Indian medal contenders. Today we bring you the story on India's prominent shooter Abhishek Varma.
Born on 1st of August 1989, Abhishek Verma has a law degree and took up shooting as a hobby. He won his first international medal, a bronze, in the 10-meter air pistol event at the 2018 Asian Games in Jakarta. The 31-year-old Panipat-born Abhishek then won gold medals in ISSF World Cups in Beijing and Rio in 2019. The gold medal at the 2019 Beijing World Cup helped Abhishek secure a quota place for the country at the Tokyo Olympics. Abhishek also won a bronze in the Delhi World Cup in March. At the Beijing World Cup, Abhishek got the better of 2008 Olympic champion Pang Wei and former world record holder in 10-meter air pistol event Ole Omelchuk to win gold. Abhishek then went on to grab his second World Cup gold medal in Rio de Janeiro. Sports Desk AIR News. In the French Open tennis, defending champion Rafael Nadal continues his imperious form as he defeated Argentine Diego Schwartzman to seal a place in the semi-finals. Nadal overcame a slight hiccup in the second set to win 6-3, 4-6, 6-4, 6-0. Nadal will face the winner of the quarter-final match between top seed Novak Djokovic and Italian Matteo Berrettini in the semi-finals. The match is currently underway. Earlier, fifth seed Stefano Tsitsipas set up a clash with German sixth seed Alexander Zverev for a place in the finals. Greek Tsitsipas advanced to the semi-finals after defeating Russian second seed Daniel Medvedev 6-3-7-6-7-5 in the quarter-finals. German sixth seed Alexander Zverev secured a spot in the last four after beating Spaniard Alejandro Davidovich for Kina 6-4-6-1-6-1 in the quarter-finals. Defending champion Iga Swiatek was knocked out of the quarterfinal of women's single after she lost to Greece player Maria Sakkari 6-4-6-4 at court Philippe Chatrier in Paris today. 17th seed Sakkari will face unseeded Barbora Krejikova tomorrow for a place in the final. Krejikova of Chez Republic reached her first Grand Slam semi-final after defeating 24th seed 17-year-old Coco Goff of United States in the quarterfinals 7-6-6-3. Another semifinal clash has been set up between Russian Anastasia Pavlyoshenkova and Slovenian Tamara Zidansek. Pavlyoshenkova defeated Kazakhstan's Elena Raibakina while Zidansek routed world number 35 Spaniard Paula Badosa in the quarterfinal clash. India's Rohan Bopanna and his Croatian partner Franco Skugor lost 5-7-3-6 to the Spanish duo of Pablo Anduar and Pedro Madines in their men's doubles quarterfinal. In the men's section, world number 6 Alexander Zverev brushed aside the challenge of Spaniard Alejandro Davidovich for Kina 6-4-6-1-6-1 to secure a spot in the semifinals for the first time in Paris. Zverev will take on the winner of the quarterfinal match between the second seed Russian Daniel Medvedev and the fifth seeded Stefano Tsitsipas of Greece on Friday. In the World Cup football qualifying, Neymar scored one goal and created the other as Brazil maintained their perfect start with a 2-0 win over Paraguay. Substitute Lucas Paqueta sealed the win deep into injury time as Oshunchian as Brazil opened up a six-point lead at the top of South America's single qualifying group after sixth win out of six. Now let us take a look at the major developments around the world as reported in the foreign press. Wall Street Journal reports President Biden revoked former President Trump's actions targeting TikTok and WeChat. New York Times writes that 
NASA released two images from a recent flyby. Ganymede is the largest of Jupiter's 79 known moons. The Globe and the Mail reports Ottawa is to lift 14-day quarantine requirement for fully vaccinated Canadian travelers. The Guardian writes that Poland to close Europe's most polluting power plant by 2036. Gulf Times reports that three people have died in a fire at a hospital in the Russian city of Rezon. And South China Morning Post writes that the breeding season for sea turtles has arrived in southern China. Leh in Union Territory Ladakh is the only place where one can see double hump camels in India. This species of camel known as Bactrian camel is a living remnant of India's connection with famous silk route and Ladakh as the link of this ancient trade route. Here is a story on how the animal husbandry department of Ladakh has stepped up to preserve its from the threat of extinction in the country. Double hump camel was heavy load carrier of the silk route traders. However, with the closure of the route in 1950s and introduction of modern transport facilities, this tough camel once became stray animal and remained abandoned by its owner. As they lost attention, population fell to mere 64 in 2003 and 2004. With the intervention of Animal Husbandry Department, it is now a treasure for breeders as it is one of the main tourist attractions for camel safari on St. June of Nubra. Conservation effort by the Animal Husbandry with the financial support of the Center and technical guidance of National Institute of Camel Research Bikena has paved the way for growth in its population. from mere 64 in 2004 to 298 in 2020 the department is also running a farm for its research studies at chushot in lay after successful conservation of the species department has started working on its wool to create income for the breeder during the off season of tourism breeder through formation of self help group are encouraged to manufacture products from camel wool Chief Animal Husbandry Lay Dr. Mohammad Akbar says on the preservation of bacterian camel. So, as the date, my latest census is up to. As per latest census, there are 298 in numbers in Lay district and whole country. To preserve it, some activities are being carried out. It is commercial now for camel riding at Saint Dunes Nubra. Eight to ten camels kept for such studies at our farm. Under skill development department is working on each two types of wool. Bactrian camels are cultural heritage of historic Silk Road trade. They are part of Ladakhi culture. Rithinik ride on the double hem camel on Saint Dune is a memorial experience for the tourists. With Ramesh Chandra, this is Young Chandolma for AR News from Ladakh. Three Indian universities have achieved top 200 positions in QS World University Rankings 2022. IISC Bengaluru ranked number one in the world ranking for research. QS Quackerelli Simons Global Higher in Higher Education Analysts on Wednesday released the 18th edition of the world's international university rankings. The Indian Institute of Science IISC was started in 1909 by the visionary Indian industrialist J.N. Tata. Since then it has grown into a premier institution of research and education spanning almost all the frontier areas of science and technology it is one of the oldest and the finest centers of its kind in india and has a high international standing in the academic world as well iisc is renowned for its academic freedom focus on research excellence and the high quality of its faculty and students student selection is based on highly competitive examinations and detailed technical interviews 
The three Indian institutes which secured the rankings are IIT Bombay, which secured 177th position, IIT Delhi, which was ranked 185th, and IISE, which was ranked 186th position in the overall university rankings. Education Minister Ramesh Pokhrel Nishank congratulated the universities on the achievement. Union Minister Dr. Jitendra Singh on Wednesday said that Indian Space Research Organisation ISRO will assist development projects in the northeast through space technology. He said ISRO will contribute by offering optimum utilisation of satellite imaging and other space technology applications for better accomplishment of infrastructural projects in all the states of the northeastern region. A quick look at the headlines once again. India's national COVID recovery rate improves to 94.55%, over 24 crore doses of COVID-19 vaccines administered in the country so far. European Parliament approves EU digital COVID-19 vaccine certificates for facilitating travel within bloc. External Affairs Minister of India Dr. S. Jashankar meets Qatar's National Security Advisor Mohammed bin Ahmed al masnad US President Joe Biden embarks on visit to Europe. Indian Institute of Science Bengaluru ranked top research university in the world in the QS World University Rankings 2022. Three Indian universities make the top 200 rankings. And in French Open tennis, Rafael Nadal marches into the semi-finals of the men's singles. India is celebrating the 151st birth anniversary of Mahatma Gandhi. Before we end, let us listen to his favorite bhajan, Vaishnavjan by artists from China. We end this bulletin. We will be back at the same time tomorrow with the next edition of World News.